1: actually seen you more recently than i've talked to you on a podcast isn't that crazy right isn't
0: that crazy that is i crazy, mean okay man. so we, when was it well i think that was last week when they were doing the night it up fest nah, man
1: that's been a couple weeks now it's been a Has couple, it weeks. Been a
0: couple weeks now totally. it's been a minute it's been a minute it was nice it was nice do you ever go to one of those things and you're like mm, i hope i don't see anybody that i don't like
1: well i'm the opposite now i think because i i mainly am home all the time i'm just like Ooh, maybe I'll see someone that I know. And like going to something Ooh, like the okay, nighted okay. up market in Markham. I'm like Asians everywhere. I'm going to see someone I know.
0: <laughs> but like of all the people,
1: I'm like, I did not think I'd bump into you who lives all the way yeah, in like, right? Etobicoke. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to bump into Jason. That's for damn sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was good. That's fair. Was nice that's to fair. see you guys. Nice to see you guys. It
0: was nice to see you. I, I think I, too, I, I like messaged us in our group chat because dre wasn't there like he he also lives in Etobicoke, but like this was like unplanned to like you know one of those things where we thought we would go and we like my parents live in markham and mm-hmm. i I visit frequently i work i also work in markham so like we know what's going around around that oh area. Right, right right so christine was like let's go to night it up because we used to go before
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
0: and then basically me and me and jay were, were did that whole spider-man meme like i know this guy i, I know you i know i know, you. I know this guy <laughs> we're both wearing like <laughs> like raptors gear too some way <laughs> somehow of course we would be of course uh, but it was a good time man it was good it was i finally got to uh meet your wife which is great um that's crazy and that's crazy yeah, yeah. i've never met your wife before uh but yeah the and and your kids were there and everything it was it was a good
1: time. It was nice, right? man. It was nice to to yeah. see and, Did you. And, so, what
0: was your what was your favorite uh, food thing at the night market? Shout out to the Asian night market, night it up.
1: No, for real. Shout out to them. Um, I don't know. Uh, there was, ah, oh, you know, what? that's a good question. And this is why I'm saying it's been longer than a week because once it passes a couple of days, there it goes from my memory. Uh, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> you know well, why you my focus kids. was feel
1: like a. The, my feel focus like a lot was of on the from your memory. Oh, okay yeah well I, the, the, for me the focus was like it was like the weekend before my eldest daughter summer's birthday so my focus was okay there's definitely going to be something there that she's going to want to buy or want for her birthday so i'm going right. to sneakily pay attention to what you look at and sneakily buy it while she's not looking and that's what i hey. ended up doing um So yeah, my focus is not on the food, even though that's our purpose for going there. Yeah. Um, I know the girls really liked, uh, oh man, what did they get? It was some sort of bubble tea, like drink, but not bubble tea.
0: Oh, was it in a bag?
1: No, no, no. They didn't do that one. I saw that one. Uh, That looked dope, but they didn't line up for that one.
0: That one was delicious. Yeah? Oh man. Yeah, I tell you.
1: Man, it's I mean, there's really, a like,
0: lot of yeah. bubble tea places, though. It was there was a lot of bubble like not not saying that everything is the same, but like you can you would go around like the aisles and you kind of see oh there's a bubble tea place here, there's a bubble tea place here, there's like saute and there's like barbecue here and everything like that. But like you know, the ones that like kind of speak to you a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that bubble tea in a bag was pretty was pretty nostalgic. I got this giant squid. They oh, yeah. basically like flat it out and squid. <laughs> I saw that and they. Fried the crap out of it, was and it? it was delicious. That I guarantee it. was good. Like that had to be good. <laughs> it was oh good, holy <laughs> crap! Because I've been to Nighted Up before. Like of course they don't have any. They didn't have it for a couple years because of COVID. But every time I went before with Christine, I would always see a giant squid. And I'm like, oh, damn, I really want to get it, but like it's a little bit too much right now. And like all that other stuff. And like that's happened like two to three years, like continuously. It's like I always say, I want to get the squid, but I never do it. So this year I was like, screw it. I saw it. They're deep frying it. They put it on a stick. They cut it up for me.
1: Delicious. You have a built in excuse to get it too. It's like you can always just say, you know what? She's Christine's got like, She's pregnant and, and she has a crazy eating. eating and she's eating for two. Sympathy pain, time. you know, like you got to support. <laughs> I, that's where I gained yeah, the I'm most good. weight when, when we were pregnant with both children. That's when I gained the most weight. It was weight. like, it's yeah, you insane. know what? She's got to eat. So do I. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. But what,
0: right. what I think what every single time when, when Christine is like, oh, I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm gaining too much of this weight. I was like, listen, It's fuel it's fuel it's for fuel. the baby knowing that it's that it's my baby too mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. need a lot of fuel all the time mm-hmm. so i can just imagine how much fuel this what supportive be, you know,
1: just future
0: do whatever you need in order to keep yourself happy man because <laughs> it's the reason why we haven't been doing these pods well uh, outside of the fact that it's the off season and also uh you know the there's really not much to talk about outside of Katie still not, not, don't know where he's going. Besides that, you know, a lot of stuff is is happening, uh, you know, in, in our own lives. And, you know, Christine's is is almost, she's, we're not due yet, but I mean, it's getting there. It's getting there. Mm -hmm. And each and every day is, is a different adventure, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how, how you had to, I mean, even one. I'm going through the classes. We're finally getting like baby stuff and like the big purchases. Like we got our stroller. We're gonna go and get like a pack and play, and we got bottles and stuff. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot, man. So I apologize. We apologize for not doing the pods. But again, I'm pretty sure you people who are listening, they probably have better, better things to do, anyways. We just want to do it because you know we've missed each other, right? Well, yeah. And and Dre's Dre's not on this episode. Um he's got he's got other things to do uh, than talk uh than talk to us boneheads so but we miss him uh but yeah jay i mean it's good to talk to you outside of outside of seeing you at netted up anything else
1: going on no nah, man i'm just gearing up for the season like this is this is the time when you know everyone's kind of waiting for news to pop out obviously it's been uh, fairly you know I, i'm not even going to say the word boring because i think it's an average off season i think we've been spoiled by how all of these previous off seasons have been, right. It's been superstar trade after superstar trade. And like, it seemed like that's going to happen in this off season and because it hasn't yet, it it gives off this impression that it's been a boring off season, but I I beg to differ. I think there's still a lot of things to be interested in. Um, You know, we're going to be talking about Rico Hines runs and um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the upcoming season. And I think that's what I've been doing this off season. just, Slowly prepping for the season, you know, gathering my info and just getting ready to unleash hell when, you know, we tip off the preseason on October the 2nd against the Jazz. Absolutely. That's where where my mind is at. So
0: uh, let's start with the Rico Hines uh, videos, man, because I think... NBA Twitter – no, sorry. I think Raptors Twitter were, like, fiending for some content, specifically from Rico Hines. So if you guys don't know already, Rico Hines says not only is he, like, prevalent when it comes to summer league or, uh, like, summer workouts with, like, the really – Top-notch like NBA players in this entire league, but the Raptors have also added him to the coaching roster. So this is a huge thing for the Raptors themselves. And finally, he you know every single summer they do these runs. Uh, we I know that you know Jay, you're a little hesitant when it comes to talking about you know, workout videos, but I feel like the Rico Hines well, that's uh, the pickup G. games are uh, that's a little different, don't you think? Those like, are I'm
1: not. I'm more referring to like in a gym by yourself Ben Simmons taking jump shots those are the videos I'm like <laughs> nah no these Rico Hines yeah. runs are legit because they're all NBA players right so right uh that's where I differ on my off-season video stance
0: yeah it, we're talking about like James Harden has been in all of these videos Paul George was in there Patrick Beverly was there of course the entire Raptors uh organization is there and, and they go hard i think montrez harrell is there a couple of times like they go really really hard and i i just wanted to ask you man like this is the first time to i think to for me personally that i was like very interested of like what you can tell uh that kind of like the what they're bringing putting together mm-hmm. when it comes to the raptors you see siakam you see malachi you see scotty Uh, you see, you see the, you see the whole gang and, and even like the, the 905 and Coloco as well. Like, is there any standout, uh, again, take this with a grain of salt, but like, this is a Rico Hines run, man. Do you see anybody standing out for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the continued development of Scotty Barnes jumps out to me, you know, like that, that outside jumper is looking smoother and smoother. Um, he is bulked up. And oh my god,
0: every picture that you see of Scotty, I think it's a Photoshop every oh single yeah. time. Oh, totally. Like it does. There's no way this kid has bulked up like twenty pounds of pure muscle. Like, is he? Does he have like point two percent body fat? <laughs> like, this kid is is jacked now. My god. Do
1: you remember how how different? Like, I mean, sorry. Do you remember the evolution of, of Kumpo? Like, he was oh, yeah. a stick figure oh, yeah. in his rookie yeah. season, and I think it was around about year four where it was like, okay, you, you're starting to get some definition there. Whereas Scotty, he's like, he's he's hit fast forward on this and said, I'm not waiting until right. season four to be bulked up. I'm doing this now. So yeah, that that just builds up the excitement towards Scotty. Um, the other standout to me, which doesn't get talked about enough, but you did mention his name is Coloco. I like the
0: mm, I
1: like yeah. what I'm seeing out of him. I'm seeing a bit of chemistry there with with Fred Van Vliet. A bit of that pick and roll game. I like the yeah. way he tacks the basket. I like the way same
0: with Siakam.
1: Yeah. His his chemistry with Siakam is really good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um but just overall, like it's it's obvious that he's gonna get some run on this team and maybe we can yeah. touch upon Coloco a bit later on and why he's not signed yet. But I'm excited about what, what that kid can bring. Um and then just honestly just seeing the guys play. Like that's not necessarily an answer to your question about who stands out, but like just seeing them play, right? I mean, Fred VanVleet will continue to be, to, to, I guess, have provide some eye-popping highlights shooting from the half court or or being able to maneuver around defense despite being the shortest guy on the court. But it's it's just seeing them play, right? Because I, I think you can agree that like we're just feeding for some basketball. And we're kind of lucky that with Rico Hines' videos being the ones that usually circulate the internet at this time, that it's mostly Raptors that we are seeing. So... Right. I yeah I, I think that's what it is. It's just like just watching the 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 already already improvements of of Scotty Barnes and and add on the fact that you know Pascal mm-hmm. continues to to work well and thrive uh, little by little. So yeah, lots lots to like about these videos. Uh, what about you? What's it out for you?
0: Well, I think there are a lot like you. You mentioned already. I think Scotty, watching him cement himself as like a pure NBA player, is he's like he doesn't look like a, uh, let alone a sophomore. He doesn't look like he just came out of like a rookie season. He looks incredible. Um, but I I just like the fact that Rico Hines is running this. You know, because like as as soon as you start watching these players, uh, you know, put together a team, it's like okay, you have James Harden and. And, and a bunch of dudes, the you know, Paul George, Pat Beverly, and a bunch of dudes, and then you have Team Raptors, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so for us, it's a treat, right? Because we can just see like Raptor representation in these videos playing against NBA star talent. Like it's it's a lot of fun. I think you're right. The standout there isn't really one player because again, these are just summer runs, but it's just fun. It's fun watching the Raptors play again. I'm I just been feening, uh, you know, Raptors content. I think the other part is is listening to the other star players uh, talk uh, at the end of the scrimmages. So like, for example, when uh, Harden was like, you got to go hard. Uh, Scotty Barnes was picking him up, like, full court, mm-hmm. and you have to have that mentality. That's James Harden we're talking about. You got Patch Beverly saying, like, you're uh, to the, um, I guess, you know that that more amateur uh, players is like you're not you're not going to be Paul George you're not going to be Siakam but you can find your niche the fact that he put Paul George and Siakam together in the same conversation is <laughs> <it was> kind <laughs> of pretty crazy too so it's it's kind of cool listening to you know other players who respect and and uh, join these runs these Rico Hind runs and knowingly so that this is Benefiting the Raptors, you know, like Rico Hines is, is trying his best to better the, his team, and his team right now is a Toronto Raptors. That's what's standing out
1: to me. Can I ask you a question then about to stick on the fact that there's a ton of Raptors here? And usually, to be fair, the Raptors are really usually prevalent at these practices, anyways. It, it just seems like it's more so now that the players are showing up because Rico Hines is part of this coaching staff. Um, mm. but in terms of who is playing, um, not necessarily standing out in the way he was playing, but just standing out in the form of just seeing him on the court. I got a question for you about DJ Wilson. So the reason oh, okay. why I his yes. yes. is, you know, the, the Raptors don't have their full roster set yet, right? There's uh, six guys, and we've talked about this in previous pods, and we talked about ad nauseum. There's essentially six Raptors who are under some form of a contract, whether it's full or partial, that are fighting for three, Spots and DJ Wilson jumps out to me. Um, so sorry, here are the six, right? And again, we're assuming that Coloco will get signed, um, at some point. But the six are uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, aka Bo Cruz, Safi Mahiluk. Those two are on full contracts, fully guaranteed contracts. And then, in order of how much they're being paid, the partial guarantees are in order of of, most at least, uh, Champagne, Banton, DJ Wilson, and gabe brown so that fills out your roster of 20 that you're allowed to bring to training camp so there's actually no space for anyone else to be signed unless any of those six get waived so that's six guys battling for three spots and i think that everyone kind of universally agrees that champagne and banton will end up back on the roster because they did really well last year And that really leaves it to being a battle of uh three guys and i say three because i assume gabe brown is on uh uh, and exhibit 10 contract and is more than likely headed to the 905 instead. But heading into this, these Rico runs, we thought it was okay Juancho uh, versus Svi versus DJ Wilson for the final spot. Um, I don't know, man. It, I know that Juancho and Svi are the ones with the full guarantees, but seeing yeah. DJ Wilson at these practices um, and no Juancho, no Svi, no Champagne there, like it's. I don't know. Do you think he could squeeze into the squad?
0: I think so. I mean, DJ Wilson looks fantastic. He does look like bad. he for what? What is how tall is he? Oh, six, you know ten? the answer. It's always six nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, six six nine, six ten, somewhere around what? Like two two thirty. If you ever see him take a jump shot, uh, it's it's beautiful. Like his rotation is is fantastic. His form is fantastic. Like this kid can shoot. This kid can play. Um, I'm oh. gonna leave it up to to what they you know to the Raptors. Like, I, I, not say that this isn't important, but I just don't feel like it's you know it's it's at the end of the it's at the end of the bench. You know, like T- I don't think if DJ Wilson does get in, he's not gonna play very much. Uh, not no no discredit of of his play. I think he's fantastic. I just at the same time, it's like. If if you want to give somebody a chance, sure, I would give it to DJ Wilson. I also really like that kid. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, I think his name is Jeff Downton.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the two way uh, guy. Yeah, 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 he's worked yeah. his way.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he looks really good too. Like, you know, all of these kids are I, at the same. You know, I'm not too sure how much playing time they're really going really to get. So again, I, I like. I would love to see DJ Wilson. Uh, but it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Good yeah, answer. honestly speaking. But okay, so uh, I want to talk to you about the the schedule. We to so talk the about schedule. Have yeah, we have to. The schedule was released. Uh, the 2022-2023 NBA schedule for especially for the Toronto Raptors has been released. Uh, Raptor fans uh, like us always look over this always is so excited for this because this just means that it's coming Mm -hmm. that the anticipation is coming this is why i call this episode the anticipation begins nice jay the first game is against the cleveland cavaliers on october 19th it's just me or the the is this season starting a little bit earlier than usual it, it
1: usually it's been creeping up year after year right it used to be uh november very first like november one and then yeah, it was november like, one. yeah okay we'll have the you know opening day doubleheader on halloween and then i think it was uh two three years ago it was like not, nah, let's just do this in the middle of october and that's what it, the way it's been so uh yes it, it is kind of a newer thing to bring it this early but not really that new like it's been like this for maybe two seasons at least so uh, hey, that, that's better for all of us because those yeah. of us who are really dying for some basketball are getting it a little bit earlier,
0: right? 100%. I always think the only reason why I say this is because I always kind of take Halloween, not because of Halloween, but because of the Raptors. Yeah. So whenever Halloween creeps in, whenever I see like, you know, Pumpkin Spice, anything or like the Halloween shops got kind of popping up, I'm like Raptors, raptors baby, <laughs> baby. Raptors. <Yeah. laughs> that's what I always think about. Uh, okay, so I know that you in particular, bro, you got the like the MB the Raptors Media Relations email uh sent to you in particular from like Raptors PR. So I, I want you to for the Raptor fans who don't get this um highlighted <laughs> in their in their year, tell us what you got from from Raptors PR, man.
1: Oh, they have got a lot of good stuff in here. I mean they're they're an excellent team. Small tiny but mighty team over there. Um but they, they supply all the information that you know, a regular Joe Schmo fan like me would be interested in knowing, right? Like stats Mm -hmm. such as, okay, what's the busiest day of the week for the Raptors? That happens to be Wednesday and Friday. Or when is their longest road swing, which is January 25th to February 5th, a seven game road, road swing that spans 12 days. Or maybe it is, okay, how often are they playing in January? Okay, well, they're playing 16 games in January. That's their busiest month. So things like that are things that interest me. But I think for for the sake of looking at the schedule, you already mentioned the first big point at the top, and that is that they're facing the Cleveland Cavaliers to start the season. For me, that's interesting because I did my own little digging uh, before the schedule was released, and I looked at every single team that the Raptors have faced to open the season. And ooh. the most common opponents were the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, the... can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. There's there's three other names, uh, three other teams, three other names. Cleveland is of one. Cleveland Cavaliers. The most common okay. opening day opponent for the Raptors. Okay, I'm going to
0: guess, uh, ooh, uh, Philadelphia. No, is that one of them? Damn, no. Uh, now I'm just throwing uh, things to see. What they they see. were uh, they, almost. They needed
1: one more against Philly to be one of the most, but no. Oh, okay. are one short there.
0: Whew. Um, Orlando?
1: Only faced them once.
0: Really? Yeah. Man.
1: And that was okay, like you know what? You in
0: should, the 90s. You should just let us know because uh, I'm just throwing names out there. <laughs> so
1: Cleveland Cavaliers, Washington Wizards, Boston oh, Celtics. Yeah, yeah which I didn't actually think about. Um, And then the last one, I don't expect anyone to have guessed, the New Jersey Nets, not the Brooklyn Nets, Hmm. New Jersey Nets. So all four of those uh, teams, the Raptors have started the season against three different occasions. And by far, the Raptors have had the most success against the Cleveland Cavaliers, Mm -hmm. three Mm -hmm. and oh. So this is why I'm interested in... Uh, Cleveland coming to town. And I should note that this is the 11th straight season where the Raptors are going to start at home. So, you know, while some people will complain that the Raptors have uh, no, never get chosen for a Christmas Day game, the NBA, I feel, more than make up for it by al- almost always making sure that the Raptors start at home. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I-, I can do that. that yeah. There's actually a lot more to the schedule that I like, but I guess right off the bat there, is there anything that, uh, you know, because you, know, you, I, I forwarded the email to you too. Is there anything that jumped out of you from, you know, what what the schedule looks like that yeah. you want to touch upon? Uh, outside
0: of the fact that I really have to shout out this PR team, man, because they, they they go like uh, overboard or they they're so what do you say like really. <laughs> They give the goods, man. They give the goods. They give you the goods. They give you the goods. They're really thorough. That's the word I was looking for. They're really thorough. But like, when games per month? What? Like, like there's seven games uh, in October. There's fourteen games in November. And then like they say four home games, three road. Like how many games there are if it's home or away? Uh, Back to back games. uh, How many there are in a certain for home and home? How many there are their home and away? Like it's it's incredible, man. If you're if you're a raptor junkie, like try to get on this mailing list it's a, <laughs> <lot of fun. laughs> it's a lot of fun i tell you um though it, when it when it comes to the the schedule itself uh yeah they, i think there are a lot of standouts number one i i don't know if it's just me and i and i threw it on on twitter too but like anytime they if the raptors throw out a schedule automatically i find out when if they're playing on my birthday <laughs> <laughs> Automatically, everyone I don't even should care do that. that. Everyone should. Everyone should. Outside of like, I'm sorry for some of birthdays, but like everyone should, and it's a lot of fun. And this year, they're actually playing on my birthday, which is March 22nd, and they're playing Indiana, yes. I- i.e., the Canadian uh, Pistons. It, it, <laughs> pacers Pacers I apologize the game Pacers um but yeah no, I always look at that and I'm like hey I want to go to that game but by that time I'll have you know a 3 month old so I probably won't be able to go to the game but I would watch it I'll 100% watch wow. it uh outside of that there is there's a I think there's like a four game streak in December. So the be- in the beginning of December, there's so many storylines when it comes to Brooklyn on December 2nd, Orlando, Boston and LA, the Lakers. All for that I'm very very interested uh you know, i you know because by that time we don't know if if uh, could Duran is still playing on Brooklyn, or if, if you know he's gone somewhere else? Uh, or Orlando with their first overall pick, and of course, like Jalen Suggs, that whole that whole storyline over there. Uh, Boston coming off from from a championship run, or you know, almost getting to the championship, um, and and of course, you know, the signing a two year signing for for LeBron and the LA Lakers. I think all of that storyline in the first week of December is very interesting. Uh, but I always also outside of looking at like when, if, when, and if the Raptors are playing on my birthday is the, the road trip, mm-hmm. the long, long road trip when it comes to like the January, February uh, as well as March. But this February, this January going to February of uh, road trip is is ridiculous and it starts on january 25th uh against sacramento and then it goes to golden state then portland then phoenix then utah then houston then memphis that trip that west coast trip looks ridiculous uh and ridiculously fun because yes i know 10 p.m is a little late for us but like you know late night raptor games those are always fun and you know i'm not gonna get a lot of sleep anyways Uh, so i'm gonna need Actually, really a couple notes
1: about it. that that road trip, which makes yeah. it even more yeah. interesting. Um, you know, the the Raptors have had similar road trips in the past, where it was daunting because it was like um, four or five of the the opponents were all like the top five teams in the West. This one specifically mm-hmm. is really three of the seven are your right. your, your right. playoff team. The other four are actually not, so it's actually not that bad. Um, Right. One of those three, uh, the Golden State Warriors, are not only the defending champions and not the only, not only is it significant because it's the only time that Toronto visits Golden State, but apparently the NBA has started something new this year called Rivals Week. And as part of Rivals Week, they are uh, throughout that week in January, in late January, they're pitting all the rivals against each other for the sake of exposure or whatever, like kind of like what college football does with rival Saturday right before the college football playoff season begins. But yeah, so apparently the Raptors, their rival is the golden state warriors. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. It's
0: well, think of it this way. I'll be the, the only team that has like in the last decade that, that brought down the golden state warriors at the championship level is the Toronto Raptors. That is- so why not? Right. But who would you have? Like, if it was, if we could choose a rivalry at this moment, who would
1: you put if it wasn't Golden State? Like, for me, it would probably have to be Boston. And I think it's, it's kind of ironic because the Raptors played Boston like six days earlier. Like, why not just push that a week later and have them play then? But for me, it would be Boston. Uh, I guess a close second would have been Philadelphia. Like, it's got to be someone from the East. Like, or if, yeah. if Kawhi had stayed or I would definitely keep Milwaukee. There as a rival. Like it's, there are yeah. all these teams in the East who the Raptors are obviously rivals with closer, more so than golden state on the flip side. Yeah. Hey man, I, I love me some good Raptors, warriors banter. Like we've had <laughs> Daniel Hardy and, and Dr. Tom on this pod several times. And I've been on their pod to talk about warriors basketball and it, they're always yep. fun. Um, yeah. So any chance to talk to them is great, but like the, Sure, I guess the Warriors are our rival. Um, If you want to get really conspiracy theorist, um, what if the NBA knows that the Raptors are getting Kevin Durant and um, a rivalry with the Warriors is... Okay, I'm going too far into this. I, yeah, have, another, little, I have another. That's a little. <laughs> I have another Katie conspiracy theory after this, but see, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll. see when it comes to the <laughs> when it comes to the Raptors and NBA, I uh, I don't doubt when Jay comes in with like some sort of conspiracy theory. It's oh always gosh. a lot of fun, it's man. So you always give me something good. <laughs> um, okay, hot take yeah, though. Yeah. If if I were to put it because. I, I also don't think Ohio State is is a I feel like that's a fun banter. I feel it's, like always a fun. Rivalry, it's always fun rivalry, yeah. you know what I mean? Like maybe it's because we won the championship, but outside of that, like it's it's a lot of fun. Like who doesn't want to watch uh, Steph Curry? But if I were to choose an actual rival for the Raptors, honestly, I would probably choose Detroit. Hmm.
1: Outside,
0: that's a like, good you know,
1: one, man. That's Quay a good Casey.
0: One. Detroit is like you know a couple of hours away. There's gonna if if you wanted to do a rival, do an at Detroit game. Because do you know how many crazy Raptors fans are going to go across the border?
1: And then you have Cade versus Barnes. Yo, sign me up, man. I like that.
0: Exactly. That's, I like that. That's the rival. I'll choose. Uh, like okay. That. Jay, is there anything else on the schedule that you are pinning oh, outside of, you know, my freak freak, the Miami versus Miami back to back or not back to back, but like away and away. Come on. That's the beginning of the year.
1: Here, here's my theory, and you know I'll, I'll always try to see the the silver lining in this. Uh, a lot of people are are complaining about how okay the Raptors start the year very hard, right? It's yes, Cleveland at Brooklyn, assuming that Katie is there at the very least. Kyrie's there at Miami at Miami at home, to Philly, home to Philly, home to Philly, home to a new look Hawks team. Like that's a as difficult a seven game start to a season as, as any team. And then you're looking at the end of the season and and you already touched upon this, but like you're looking at the end of the season that includes games against the heat, the Sixers two against uh, Boston in Boston and a home game against Milwaukee. Like that is very tough. So here's my rebuttal to that. My rebuttal is this, is that at the beginning of the season, you kind of have a built in, I want to say excuse that, okay, you're trying to work out some kinks. So if you lose, then it's like, that's okay, that's the beginning of the season, these games aren't really important. On the flip side, if they win, then it's like, hey, like look at how good we are. Obviously, our off-season tinkering is working. The Raptors are the most continuous team in the NBA, continuous in terms of uh, starters or heavy rotation players who are returning from the previous season. Um, that could work in the Raptors' favor, at least to start the season, while other teams are still trying to get some new faces um, you know, acquainted to their respective systems and then at the end of the year I think we see this almost every year where teams are resting whether it's the Raptors because they've solidified a playoff position or a team like the Celtics or Bucks who have already secured home court advantage and are resting their guys for a deep playoff run I'm not too concerned I'm even less concerned about the end of the season because you're most likely going to have guys resting anyways right so and Mm -hmm. the Raptors have shown that they are a deep team that can win where the bench can pay, play a much larger role. So uh, I guess I just want to like bring that up because that seemed to be a topic of discussion throughout Raptors Twitter. Um, the other thing I was going to to bring up is that, well, actually, maybe I'll pose this question to you. Do you have a favorite game that you're looking for? Like one that you're circling like, this is the one I need to, this is the um, one that we need to see.
0: There are, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. Where about like know? a top three? I don't know. Like,
1: like there, I know there's a lot. Okay. That, that's a loaded yeah, question.
0: That's a loaded question. Like, you can't really go go wrong. Just give me Raptors basketball. But if I were to throw a top three, I mean, the uh, the f- second game of the season is up there, mm-hmm. right? Because of the, the app Brooklyn. That like, come on, you can't not be interested about what the hell is going on with Brooklyn. Um, the, I think probably... The second, maybe I just have two. No, okay, three. Well, the third, the third one, you know, is bias aside because it's on my birthday on Indiana. But the okay. fourth sure, one, sure. uh, I, I, I'm actually quite uh, excited to see Shea Gildris mm-hmm. and Dort come to Toronto on March sixteenth. Well, uh, nice. That that's always a fun one because that's that's straight that's Team Canada right there. <laughs> you know, that's the future. That's the future of Team Canada right there. And and I don't care. I, I'm starting the I'm starting the rumor. I, I think Shea is going to be a Raptor. Hey, hey, hey. Not next year. Maybe not next next year. But like whenever whenever his contract is up, the thought of the Raptors has to be in his mind.
1: Oh, yeah. The, he, he's replaced yeah. Steve Nash as like the Canadian I want on my team. I, like, I
0: think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean... I love Lou Dort. I really do, but like Shay, Shay, would you say outside of like if if Jamal Murray didn't get injured, do you think he do you think Shay is the number 1 Canadian player right now?
1: Oh, good question. Yeah, I know. It it really does suck what happened to to Jamal. Yeah, I think right now right. Shay's she's number 1. Yeah. Ooh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, can we talk about the Christmas Day games though?
1: the sorry christmas the christmas day games yeah go for it yeah. go for it. what do you want what do you want to talk about
0: um they
1: so, they suck so
0: <laughs> i don't know if they suck <laughs> I, I was about to say that <laughs> i was about to say that um can i just ask you a question i think that everybody's wondering the same thing why do they give the new york Knicks <laughs> any type of tv time and or the lakers and- yeah and or the La- oh yeah. Yeah. The enter the Lakers, but yeah. come on, man. You have so many. I understand. I understand when it comes to not giving Toronto Raptors time and you give him, you, you, you put up a good point. The Raptors always start their season at home. And we, we, we have a, I wouldn't say a terrible schedule. I'm pretty sure Blake Murphy said that we have, like oh a,
1: we have a, an amazing schedule
0: yeah it's really not that bad like if you wanted to check it out what blake murphy said third most rest advantage games third fewest rest disadvantage games tied for fewest back-to-back second fewest miles traveled it's not bad that's it's amazing not bad. it's that's been a, worse that's a, good, yeah.
1: that's a good combo of of rest and yeah
0: yeah right um but when it comes to the christmas day games we had it once and we failed miserably nothing like, twice you twice know, we had it twice are you sure oh yeah everyone's making
1: the, the whole thing about the, the game against celtics as like the, the first time. that was the first yeah. time the raptors hosted one there was one really oh, early on in our franchise oh. when we were in new york and we lost that too i think we lost oh, that one. there you go but anyways that that's I it would, Those would, were, the I, two. I,
0: we're we're zero to we're zero to in the christmas dead let's just put it that way yeah and uh and then we you know continue to steamroll the celtics right after the next game <laughs> after the macaw game. game baby yeah uh oh he's also showing up at the rico hines league or rico hines run He yes he is yeah he looks good he looks really good um okay yeah christmas day, day. so you got christmas day you got philadelphia versus 76ers uh, philadelphia <laughs> philadelphia versus uh new york knicks you got the lakers versus the mavs uh nuggets versus the suns grizzlies versus golden state Milwaukee versus Boston. Out of those five, is there anyone that
1: you're actually looking forward to? No, I, I'm looking forward to spending <laughs> time with the family. Really, like love it. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably have like if I had to pick one, though, it would be probably be Grizzlies Warriors. I mean, that is yes, that is present yes. versus future type of thing, right? Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, to, just to quickly touch upon the Knicks Lakers thing, and it's it's going to be a thing every year, right? I mean, like whether or not they have a Uh, a non-playoff roster, which they both currently do, um, or they have championship rosters. They're always going to be a a marquee matchup because of the number of fans that follow them. So it's that one's purely a numbers game, right? It is, okay, well, we are going to have... Because if you remember what it was back in the day, it used to just be a doubleheader. Imagine if the NBA had still a doubleheader and they still almost felt obligated to include the Knicks and the Lakers. Holy crap, would those ratings stink. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's why we're at where we're at right now, which is five games. So like, okay, we have 10 teams in here. It's okay to throw in the Knicks and the Lakers because we have three other games that'll help us with our ratings. So that's the way I see it. It's like you kind of have to because of their, they're going to bring in crowds regardless. Uh, yeah. Just like with, with the Leafs, right? Like regardless of what kind of roster the Maple Leafs have, they bring in numbers. So they will get your marquee time slots and dates in, in the hockey world because they have this insane crazy fan base that will continue to follow them. So I think that's what it boils down to. Um, you know, I and I think the NBA is also hoping that one of them does well, like that, you know, LeBron has a LeBron type year and and maybe they can find a way to offload Russell and, and get better, or maybe the Knicks can actually no, the Knicks are hopeless. Um <laughs>
0: but no i agree with you because like everyone loves to watch a trade wreck right like let's let's be honest you know like i i don't think the the Knicks. i mean you know we could be biting our putting our feet our mouths but like i i also don't think the knicks are gonna go anywhere either uh you know i really really like rj barrett uh obviously but you know, outside of him, uh, Obi Toppin, like this Julius Rando is like a poor man's Siakam. I, I, it's just you don't, there's nothing going on there, but at the same time, they put in a lot of numbers when it comes to ratings, uh, when it comes to ticket sales. You know, it's, it's the mecca, like you can't go wrong. It's at New York, it's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful stadium. So, no, I get it. I, 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 again, I think it's funny. It's just, come on. <laughs> you're like, put put it, if you wanted to see rising stars, put Atlanta in there. Like, I think Atlanta is a really, really up and coming team. He's, I think the, I think the Hawks are like the, the Memphis Grizzlies of the East. Oh, you know, they're, it's a
1: bold. I have, I have my issues with Atlanta, but I'll save that for our season, season mm, preview. I, yeah, I I'm down okay. on them. Most people are up. I'm down okay. on them. But Interesting. Yeah. i we'll well, I'm, preview. I'm,
0: I've always I'm always up on them. I I, I really like what Atlanta is building uh, over there. But anyways, yeah, New York Knicks, Philadelphia, Philadelphia is going to smoke them. It doesn't really matter. Uh, the <laughs> Lakers, the Lakers and
1: Mavericks. Um,
0: like the the Lakers didn't do anything. No, <laughs> right. And, and, they and they're they're stuck. Like...
1: They're they're essentially stuck with Russell Westbrook. So yeah, yeah. It's it's diff- It's a different situation from from KD. Um, because with Katie, it's like they're the Sean Marks is asking him too much. The Lakers are just like, please, someone take him, and yeah, nobody's yeah, right, interested, right? So right, right. It, it's looking more and more like he's going to be stuck there as a Laker, and they're they're not going yeah. anywhere. Uh,
0: I would have put one hundred percent. I would have put the Clippers there because I would love to see uh, a Paul George, a Kawhi Leonard, and a John Wall like mm-hmm. f- kill it in in Christmas. Um, um, I, and of course, you know you have you have Doncic in there. I get, I understand that. But like this is like the Lakers, the Lakers are old man. Like the the NBA is just like I just feel like they're run by like these old men that are just like hmm, who should we put in there? Well, we really like the Knicks and we really like the Lakers, so let's just put them in there. And like it's just, come on, man, give me some fresh blood, man. Like mm-hmm. you know. It, uh, it's it's just disappointing when it comes to, when you see someone like the Knicker, Lakers and the Knicks. But again, I, I understand. Um, Denver, the the Nuggets and the Suns. I think that'd be fun. Uh, of course, we were just talking about Jamal Murray. Uh, he is planning to come back this season. Of Exciting, man! Course. So that would have been great. However, I would have liked to see Phoenix Suns versus the Dallas Mavericks because we all know how that ended Holy. in the conference finals. Uh, that would have been fun. Yes, I agree with you with the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. That is that is definitely the passing of the torch uh, if they ever make it to that place. Like I that that that's an incredible matchup to watch. John ja Morant and Desmond Bain and they, they, this this that team is that team is a lot of fun to watch, and their fans deserve it too. They've the Memphis Grizzlies has gone they they've been pretty crap f- since the days of like uh i don't i do need like ai <laughs> you know <laughs> like they've been pretty they've been pretty garbage so now uh you know outside of them like moving back to vancouver i'm, I'm glad they're they're on the rise and then finally you got the milwaukee bucks and boston Celtics. i feel like i feel like this is the only serious game you know like the most the only like most competitive game that not not only that you have like two incredible superstars and Giannis and and jason but it's like two teams that are vibing to that are contentious of being in the Those the, those are the best two teams in the east right Correct. Right. Like so that's that's basically if you're talking about like NBA quality basketball and not going there for storylines, that's the game that you want to watch. Yeah. You know, for like an actual skilled competition. But I'm sorry if you were, if I stole your thunder or anything. No. I just want I was just going through all these games. No, there's
1: there's so much talk about the schedule. And and one thing I want to bring back actually, you brought up that um that seven game road trip. So you mm-hmm. said it ends on February the fifth. Just something to keep in mind.
0: Mm.
1: February 9th, which is four days later, is rumored to be the NBA trade deadline. So what's interesting about that, and always interesting, is the games that are scheduled around the NBA trade deadline. Again, this is no implication on what's going to be happening with trades and whatever, but... The Raptors' first game after the trade deadline is against Utah. I'm not saying that the Raptors are trying to get Spider Mitchell or anything of like that. All I'm saying is that that just happens to be their first game after the trade deadline. Is a home game against Utah. Um, use that information, however you, you'd like to as use he, that. As you will, as you will. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to stoke the fire, I man. To the I fire. love it. I
0: love it. I love it. You're 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 always there with the gasoline, right? <laughs> <laughs> Throw, throw some wood in there. Throw some gas in the fire. You know you, but but do that as you with what you will. Um, okay. Finally, uh, I wanted to uh, ask you about because I know that you 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 know you you, you like fantasy basketball. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a betting man. So I didn't I didn't recent I recently got into being interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know the whole way around it. I got I'm interested. I have never bet on basketball outside of like, you know, fantasy teams, but I I'm I've always liked to know what the Vegas are, you know, and and what it would what the numbers mean and i've never understood it uh some people have told me like what this means the over under and all that stuff so i'm mm-hmm. starting to learn and it's very interesting and i'm looking at like uh fan duels sports book mm-hmm. um they're the odds of who will win the nba championship and the toronto raptors are right in the middle mm-hmm. with a plus plus four thousand. the number one spot goes to the boston celtics at plus 450 uh but the one that I'm actually quite interested in is the conference uh, finals, the, the, the outright conference. Yeah. The Eastern conference, uh, the champion of the Eastern the, conference. The champion, champion. Champion. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, the mm-hmm. Raptors are also right in the middle <laughs> <laughs> at, at plus 2100. So, Jay, could for the people who don't really know what that means, could you let us know what like the plus twenty one hundred means against like the Boston the Celtics plus t- one two two
1: hundred and ten? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's it's really just use use a hundred as your as your baseline, right? So if you are betting a hundred dollars, the Raptors, if they are the conference champions, will get you back twenty one hundred dollars. That's what you're going to win, so Uh, right and and that same hundred dollars if you bet it on a a, something with lower odds like the Celtics, a team that's more likely to be the Eastern Conference champion, you will only get two hundred ten dollars back on that bet. So, you know, the the larger the number on the plus side, the 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 better your odds are of of getting some good return on that, right? So I see, yeah.
0: So that just incrementally gets you. You can like. It's a 21 bagger, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I
1: Um, I guess the downfall to that is that you're just sitting around waiting until June to see if that bet pays off. There are others who are like, I need to get, I need to see something of a win like soon. So then that's where you get into like betting on specific games or betting on specific lines to Mm. to have specific games to get that payoff. Right. Or, or combining your bets. Right. Like if you say, Okay, well, Boston's not going to pay me a lot as a conference champion. What if I also add in Golden State as the as a, a second part to this bet, right? Then you're hundred dollars uh, on plus two ten odds for Boston, and then whatever the odds are on Golden State, you add those together. You're getting a little more value
0: there, right? Um, is that what is that what a parlay means?
1: Oh man, uh, you're catching me off guard here uh, on on the parlay. <laughs> Um, no, no, because I should know this, and I'm—it's oh, okay, okay. leaving my memory right now. Um, oh man, you're—you're—I'm going to be kicking myself because I, I know the answer to this, and I just can't what explain. What I it think,
0: right now. maybe I can try to explain what I think it is, and maybe you can correct me. Mm. Is that let's say it's a parlay is if you add a bet to your already outstanding bet, but like what happens during that bet? For example, like if you bet the if there was like a game on you bet the raptors are going to win but you put a parlay on OGN and Inobi scoring 21 points or something like that is that what a parlay means
1: i'm gonna go ahead and say yes but i'm also going to go ahead and ask that you just remove this whole section from the pod uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling more and more embarrassed uh, as we talk
0: in other words in other words if you don't understand what the hell's going on you probably shouldn't be betting on sports. <laughs> Oh, yes. that's what that's that's my conclusion when it comes Vegas is listening okay, to this anyway.
1: this this pod like yes yes there's yes, our next yes. victims yes. excellent
0: <laughs> yes of course give us a hundred dollars uh okay uh and another reason why I asked you about this is because I believe Vegas has us finishing at a uh, fifth place or am I just seeing like ESPN odds I'm not really too sure where it is but all I th- saw was the Raptors possibly finished fifth in the east jay i'm going to ask you outright uh too high or too low
1: uh, blah, 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 or blah, right blah, in blah. between yeah right yeah, i'm more on the side of um the wins right so i think the last i've seen were they were predicted to win around 46 and a half and as we all mm-hmm. know you just you always bet the over on, on the Raptors win total. Yeah, and the Raptors, 100 Forty six yeah. and a half is very much doable. I think the Raptors won forty-eight last year or forty-nine. Forty 48-34. Yeah, 48, um, 34, yeah, so yeah. So uh definitely that's that's where your money's at on, on betting the over on there. Cause like on the flip side, if the Raptors, let's say, win fifty games, but like you have a ton of but like say the um the parity that we saw in the East last year is no longer like let's just say the the heavy hitters really do a lot more heavy hitting and we end up with, okay, the Raptors end up do having more than 50 wins. i uh, sorry, more than 46 and a half wins there. You win that bet. But if you bet the Raptors finishing in the fifth seed, they can get 50 wins and still finish in the sixth seed. Right. If, if like you're, right. If, right. If, if all of your heavy hitters hit hard and all you have some surprise team, like the, the Hawks leapfrog them 51 wins, something like that. Right. So a little bit more variability to the, the, the seeding. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's more of an easy money bet in, in my eyes is, is bet the over on whatever Vegas thinks the Raptors win total is because the Raptors always hit other than the Tampa season, which doesn't count.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like that was the only year that people were like, you know what, we're probably going to go under. And I we we thought that was going to happen regardless because they're not even in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the the heavy hitters you got, you know, the Celtics, Bucks, 76ers, you know, depending on what katie does, Brooklyn Nets. Uh, but you know, outside of them, I feel like the Raptors are right there. They're literally right there. And I'm not mad about that. I feel like like a 46, 48 win total like they did last year is very, very doable. Oh we're going we're I going speak? over fifty,
1: brother brother. We're going over fifty. You're going over we're going over we're going fifty, over 50 and like if I could really uh, you know. Like honestly, answer your earlier question about yeah. seeding: top four and over fifty. That's what I'm saying right wow. now. That'll that'll. Okay, I don't know how that will we'll change. This will when be another episode. Season. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. That'll be another episode yeah. for sure, for sure. I think we should do like a whole like what our standings would be <laughs> of like the the top ten because they have to do a uh, play in tournament. But Jay, uh it's good to talk to you man likewise i really appreciate i really appreciate just talking about raptors talk about basketball talk about life all in general but uh do you have any weekly recommends for this
1: week bro or you know for the past month since we haven't talked yet oh man uh weekly recommends weekly recommends can i start with you i I do have but i'm just trying to narrow it down to one yeah sure let's go with that absolutely let's go with you first
0: uh my weekly recommend is uh, the, and I know everybody knows who they are, is the Red Hot Chili Peppers because they are coming to Toronto on Sunday and your boy got tickets. Wow. I amazing. am so excited. Oh my god! Red Hot Chili Peppers are one of my all-time favorite bands and it's a bucket list kind of concert. I've never seen them once. Uh, so I finally got a chance to see them. Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> um, Hopefully Rogers doesn't black out that day as he did <laughs> on the weekend <laughs> because it's at the Rogers Center. So knock on wood that happens, but you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers, man, it, they're they're incredible. They're, I know that they're like at their fifties right now, but I've I've loved their their, their stuff since like you know, I'm, I'm I guess I haven't been cr- crazy about them before Californication, but you know I I really I dabbled into the old stuff. I really also like their new stuff and. And I'm very, very excited to watch these guys this oh, Sunday. I know I'm, we're dating this uh, episode. We don't uh, – we're, we're, we're dating this episode because we don't know when we're going to record again. But I'll be – that's my regular recommend at this point. Red Hot Chili Peppers. If you don't know who they
1: are, just go. Oh, my gosh. Don't even ask that question. Come on.
0: Yeah, man. exactly. It's like it's like who's the Beatles at this point? <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's going to be so amazing. So, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited for you, man. Yeah, man. Let's push it back. Yeah. No, Rogers, Rogerson. That's oh, right. why I me they, they don't pull a weekend.
1: Holy moly.
0: Okay. All right. So Jay, what is your weekly recommend, brother? All
1: right. So back in June, uh, Father's Day, my wife got me a Netflix subscription. And what we've been doing is, you know, you, you fill your nights by binging stuff. Uh, the latest That's Netflix good. doc, which is kind of taken over, at least it's, I'm seeing it in my Twitter timeline, is uh, a series. Uh, so Netflix has a series called Untold. Oh,
0: I know where you're going with this. Oh, that's oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've just Sorry.
1: watched the most recent one, the one on Manti Teo and the girlfriend that didn't exist. Holy mm-hmm. moly, is it mind-blowing. It is only two episodes. It's one hour each. Um, you know, quick synopsis. Uh, Manti Teo was a an outstanding college football player, made it into the NFL um, as, uh, on my favorite team, the, the Chargers. But his story is that, you know, he was... Um, he was like his his college career was almost derailed by the passing of his grandmother and on that same day the passing of his girlfriend what was later found out was that that girlfriend actually never existed that's all i'm going to leave it at the story is outstanding uh i highly 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 recommend it again it's only two episodes one hour each you it's it's gripping television even if you enter it knowing most of the story which i did holy did i learn a lot it's so good uh definitely watch i think it's called the girlfriend that didn't exist or something like that Mm -hmm. check Mm -hmm. it out it's on netflix
0: fantastic i can't i've seen that all over twitter as well like you said and it's it's popping up whenever i put on netflix and it tells you like recommend their top 10 in canada so, so worth it i gotta i gotta watch that i gotta watch that so hard uh but yeah man i love it so raptors fans again we apologize for not being on the air uh for a while we got some things going on and you probably have some things going on too so i don't i don't blame you for forgetting us but we're back (laughs) and hopefully we'll we'll talk again some more during this offseason uh if if you know hopefully we can get trey back on and we'll talk about a maybe a season preview later in the year all right well until then jay that's a wrap